When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We, we, we did a few uncharacteristic things. Um, you know, normally we're, we're, you know, real resilient in that area, real good. And we made some mistakes, but you know what? Uh, they, they're a good hockey club. Um, you know, it would have been nice for us to collect that third one for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, probably that second goal, you know, they just throw it and it's, you know, we're in position and it gets, you know, they make a good tip obviously, but, um, you know, that goal probably hurts more than anything. Hmm. You know, uh, the hockey whisperer feels like we should take a look back. Let's take a look back at Game 2, a, a great Wild victory. What can the Wild take from Game 2 going forward in this series? Let's talk about Game game 3. Let's take a look back. Coming up next. Coming up next, a visit to the Children's Hospital makes everything okay for the Wild. Spurgey, Kaprizov, yep. Brian Hartman. And later on, are the guys signing jerseys and giving them away to sick kids? You bet they are. We'll show you how. <laughs> A lot of good things last night. I think the first two periods, you know, just that first dump period. and chase. Yeah, they didn't play a third period, right? The resiliency. Oh, I think they just called the game, tied after two because it was so much fun. All right, so uh, yeah, the wild boss last night. You can find a full Judd's hockey show uh, vent line edition. Judd from the XL Energy Center, Declan from a few drinks deep, probably coping with his feelings. Um, find that if you missed it, Wild Vent Line on the Score North YouTube channel, Judd's Hockey Show and Mackie and Judd podcast feed. I just want to say, okay, mm-hmm. if you are bailing on this team right now, those are perfectly understandable feelings. It does not make you a crap fan. It makes you a frustrated, justifiably so fan. And we are here as therapists for you on Score North, Mackie and Judd, Judd's Hockey Show. And let me just say this for Dex and I last night, the, the couch was open and we had some great venters. Great. We had some late nights, um, rational, but upset rightfully. So we started with this breaks my sports dad heart. We started with an 18 year old who said out of the gate, Judd, I don't know how you've done it. He's 18 18 year old. So he wasn't even alive when they went to the conference finals. No. Or what, and or, he was, yeah. But, I mean, he said, how, how have you done it? How have you done it? And I said, well, son, I ha- I did see two World Series. So, like, I can't be, like, completely woe is me. I've seen two championships from the Twins. But that being said, I, I, I didn't know what to tell him. Sports Dad was 
empty. Like, what am I supposed to say to him? It's going to improve? I don't have anything right now to say, oh, don't worry about it. No. This is the first round, and we're getting punched in the gut. What am I supposed to tell the poor kid? I yeah. felt bad. Great well, well, yeah, and, and you guys will do it again after game six if there's a game seven. So so definitely definitely hit us up on, on Wild Ventline, Judd's Hockey Show. But the Hockey Whisperer, while you guys were breaking it all down, all the intricacies and playing therapist for dozens of fans last night on Ventline, well, dozens of fans that jumped in, thousands of fans who partook Millions. probably with a three-finger <laughs> pour of a brown alcohol or a surly of some kind. Yep. The Hockey Whisperer was in his cave grinding, gnashing his teeth, and trying to figure out and parse apart the things that mattered from the things that didn't last night. And uh, he's got several different observations for you. In fact, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, potentially six, maybe seven observations seven. or statements here. Bring them. Okay. Yes. All right. This let's is start, let's, let's the start with the big wanted- picture. You last night, they were saying, where's Whisper? And he said, you go wait for Whisper. Well, the Whisper? Okay, by the way, okay, I know that Whisper. you're a TikTok guy now. In between periods, Judd is doing these little 10, 15-minute hits on the Score North TikTok channel. The Whisper jumped in between the first and second period and had all sorts of one-liners and questions mm. and comments. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe Judd just didn't see them. I don't know. Maybe you didn't have your glasses on or something. I think I got to one of them or so. But, yeah, I let the rest. I was letting the other people because I knew the Whisperer would come with his. Don't try to silence the Whisperer, okay? Yeah, don't, with, don't do that. Do you feel threatened seven, that the Whisperer is trying to encroach in the comment the section of your TikTok live video? Greatness does not threaten those who appreciate it. the cop it. It'd be like saying, is Hartman threatened by Kaprizov? He celebrates. I celebrate the Whisperer's presence. Okay. Just want to make sure. All right, let's start with a 30,000-foot observation here from the Whisperer. He's tired of Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day meaning talented team goes into the playoffs. Maybe the Wild aren't the best team or the odds-on favorite to win, but hockey is not a sport like football or basketball where you just like only the favorites with Tom Brady and LeBron James you know, go deep every year. Mm-hmm. You have permission to make a run. You have permission to pull an upset. You have permission to grab a series by the throat, and strangle it once in a while. And I get that you're playing a good team here, but when does it end? And at, at what point, because okay, you could literally play this game going back like 10 years. Let's go back to the beginning of the Preece Suter era. Well, you know, it's kind of a tough draw running into the Blackhawks. Well, you know, you ran into a hot goalie in Jake Allen that one time. Or, well, you know, you, you, it was a bad it's a bad draw. You had to play the Blues in the first round instead of a 7 or an 8 seed. You know, it's the, it's the playoff format that's the problem. Right. Just go win. Just, just win. Just win a game at home and then win the series. It just feels like Groundhog Day. You change out the roster. You change out the coach. You change out the GM. You bring in a new star player who, by the way, plays his ass off in these playoffs. And we'll talk about that, too. Yep. And the series is not over, and the Whisperer has some thoughts on that, too. But at this point, down 3-2 to two after that third period, it just feels like the same thing for 10 years. A thousand percent, and here's my problem with that, because your point's dead on. My problem is, again, I'm going to... I feel, I feel of late that it's only fair that I continue to turn an eye towards us. Us in our business, right? Because I feel like... The excuses that you just ran through, Phil, are excuses that we come up with in the media, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jake Allen played really well. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. It's always, and here's the problem, too. There's certain media members and places where 
for whomever craps the bed, there's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. Well, the twins, well, the twins didn't have Buxton. Well, they never had Buxton. Uh, you're right. It's maddening. It's maddening to say to not be livid. If you're a fan and you're not pissed off about what you saw in the third period last night, you must have the patience of Job and never get mad. I mean, Declan's mad, I can tell right I'm now. I'm pissed. You should be. It, I, they finally have a team that is like legitimate. It's not just a cute team that popped up and got hot at the second half of the season. They, they faced a little bit of adversity in February, but, but they were able to come out of it better. They made a trade for, for an all-time great goaltender. They plugged and played these little also acquisitions in Delorier and Tyson Jost. And, and Jacob Middleton was kind of fleeced from San Jose. It kind of felt like, all right, you got some nice pieces here. Kaprizov's a stud, and he's showing up in the playoffs. Fiala, who I've done my absolute best to defend, but I think I'm out of sticks and out of carrots here. I, I don't know what else there is to say about trying to get his game going here a little bit more. But I, I hate the attitude of, well, if the, if the damn playoffs was right, we'd be, we should be playing the Kings. Wait, you want to play the bad team? You just want to play the bad team just because, oh, it's not fair. we got to play the Blues. Beat the Blues! Beat them! Agreed. God! Yeah, we, we always do this thing. It, it's a Minnesota sports thing. It's like sports insecurity or something. Yeah. Where, well, I mean, it's a it's bad luck. You had to go play on the road you know, in the second round of the playoffs in the NFL. Yeah, well, go go win 13 games in the regular season, and you won't have to trudge through road games. Well, they were, Twins ran into the Yankees again. Well, yeah. They're not going. They, the Yankees aren't, like, migrating to another league. They're going to be standing they're in here. front of you. The Vikings got their asses handed to them in every way by San Francisco in the playoffs. And our conditioned response, our conditioned response was, yeah, but how about that Saints win? And that's fine. Like, the Saints win was fun, and that's great. The Saints win was great, but I I forget, was the the Lombardi Trophy awarded right after that game? Because last time I checked, that was a first-round wild-card weekend game. That's the but I mean we're literally conditioned to celebrate. Oh, but what about the Saints game? Your team got your asses kicked in the third period last night. The Wild freaking did not show up. Yep. And that brings us to observation number two from the Hockey Whisperer. <sighs> Kirill Kaprizov deserves better. You are witnessing a superstar player rise above and beyond even his regular season level of performance. He is. He had a terrible game one. But he has gone above and beyond the duties of a superstar player in this series. He jumps out and he sparks you with two goals right off the top, arena going nuts. Someone else has to step up and ride that wave too. Fiala, where have you been? I mean, even even Hartman over to Zuccarello. Like, who is okay. going to ride shotgun? With Kirill Kaprizov, as he puts up historical numbers in this series, he's already shattered the amount of goals ever scored by a wild player in the first round or in any round of a playoff series. And so I just think Kirill Kaprizov and the way that he is performing deserves better. Yes, yes, he does. And last night, they they didn't play well at the outset of that game. O'Reilly scored on the power play. The crowd was sort of, you know, oh boy, here we go, typical of... Um, fans in this town, and Kirill Kaprizov, for the second half of the first period, put the team on his back and said, okay, boys, here we go. Here we go. And as as someone tweeted me, it was Puckett-esque in the World Series. Like, it's like, if you guys can't do it, I'll do it. And he did it. And the second period, I felt that they played off that. And again, the third period, they disappeared. 
inexcusable. And if I'm Kaprizov, I'm like Declan. I'm pissed off today. He's Luka Doncic, the the the, the genius caller that who is the same guy that called into Judd, our first car, that 18 year old. He's he could be entering that uh, that ugly Luka Doncic. Even like, look, dude, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was an MVP and was one of the best players in the league, but was was one and done for almost every single playoff run. But what? So yeah. it, it's it's entering that horrible territory with a superstar being wasted. It's tough, and again, the, the, and the whisper has some thoughts on where this series is headed. So we'll we'll reserve those for a few minutes from now. But when you have a superstar player playing at this level and it's not good enough, it really shines a light on some things, right? And some of it, in, some of it in hockey is just luck and variance and you know you just you're sort of at the mercy of of the hockey gods but it is like it would be one thing if man they uh they just didn't get enough out of Kaprizov and if they would have maybe they would have won the series in six like they're getting everything out of Kaprizov and it's the other guys we're not asking you to do that much Kevin just need a couple goals in the series here buddy just just make it three nothing and put this game away right uh okay observation number three from the whisper is presented by our friends at Chill Boys because I think we could all use a little uh, exhale, a little comfort after what happened last night. Chill Boys is the most comfortable underwear, we can vouch for it, that you'll ever put on. What's one word to describe how Chill Boys are making you feel after a devastating hockey loss last night? Uh, confident. Confident that I know that I have never worn a better pair of either long johns or boxers. Confident. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm trying to, I'm struggling with the word. But 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 my mindset has changed, you know. Like I I, I have a more of a of, a, of a intellect with with my underwear, and I want I want the wild to have have a different mindset going into the game six. Just like I've had a different mindset with with my underwear, my performance brand, my bamboo fabric. I do love my Chill Boys. You're right, they do make me yeah. a little happy. It's a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online at chillboys.com. Also, a shout out to our friends at Dennis Kirk. So hopefully the Wild aren't going to ride off into the sunset here anytime soon, but they're definitely on the verge. Well, if they do, whether you ride a Harley, whether you ride a Metric Cruiser, a sport bike, whatever it is, Dennis Kirk has you covered with 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, free shipping on orders over $89, and same-day shipping on orders placed before 8 p.m. DennisKirk.com. Ride more, wait less. Observation number three, and it's more of a pontification. Marc-Andre Fleury hasn't been terrible in this series. The second Tarasenko goal was a little unsettling. I mean, it was a howitzer, but, you know, it's it's the type of goal that you probably have to stop. And obviously the Wild didn't score anyways beyond that. But but if you can keep it a one-goal game there, that goal was kind of the, oh, just the falling down 3-2 was bad. But 4-2 was like, Boom, boom, kind of, it was jarring and the game felt over, right? So, with how hot Cam Talbot was the minute that Marc-Andre Fleury was acquired, the Whisperer wonders if the Wild would be better off in retrospect, having traded for Claude Giroux, and then you ride Cam Talbot into the playoffs. If you could go back, and I get that hindsight's twenty twenty here, but if you could go back, would you have traded for a goalie? So... I like the trade for a goalie because I didn't trust uh, Koppel at that point, and Talbot was not playing well. Mm-hmm. So the thing about Drew was he, he had a complete no-move clause. He had control of where he went. If you could have got him, if we find out that they could have gotten him and didn't, I think it's a massive mistake. 
Uh, if we fi- find out that they tried and he's like, I'm not going to go there. I'd prefer to go to Florida. That makes it tougher. But I mean, Whisperer, what we have seen, Mr. Whisperer, is very simple. We have seen the worst fears of Declan Goff and Sports Dad realized um, going back to training camp, which is you do not have a clear-cut center. And Erickson Eck is great in his role. But let me be very clear. He is not a number one center. If you take him on Thursday and plop him between Kaprizov and Mats, it ain't going to be like, oh, my God, where has this been? This is sort of a Gretzkyan thing. So Dex and I talked about this since training camp. And and when Bill Guerin joined us, he said, it's fine. You're way too concerned about this. And regular season-wise, Declan, I think he was proven right. But we're in the playoffs now, and everything goes up in a notch. And I told Dex this last night. I think the biggest problem is this one, Phil. I'm sorry, Whisperer. The biggest problem is that you have a center in Hartman who's hit his ceiling. So unlike Fiala, for instance... I don't think there's more to give here. Like, I don't think it's like, well, next game he better do this. I think he's doing the best he possibly can. But in the confines of the the level of play that we're seeing now, Hartman has maxed himself out. I really believe that. I would say I would not have gone back and made the trade for Giroux. I know he's a damn good center, and we're in, we're in a little bit of a hindsight mode with them being down 3-2. to two. My argument about trading for a goalie over a center was goaltending is more likely to help you steal series than Claude Giroux. And the Wilds' offense has been a problem this playoffs. Don't don't get me wrong. The, the offense and finding that number one center has is, is been a more glaring issue than the goaltending. But I don't know. I don't, I don't also don't know if the, where the Wild would be positioned right now if they had to ride Cam Talbot and Capo Kakadin instead of having the Talbot and Flurry tandem over the last eight weeks of the season. Um, so I, I would have still made the trade for Flurry. I don't have a regret not getting Claude Giroux. I think Judd's point of if we could have figured, if we figure out that Giroux was open to coming to Minnesota and the Wild weren't able to figure out that trade, yeah, let's have a, a longer discussion on that. But I, I don't regret the trade for Marc-Andre Fleury at all. In fact, I still wouldn't rule out him coming back here either. Do you think he, do you think he plays in Game 6? No. Do you think he's are they locked in? I think he goes, you don't think I think they go to Talbot. I think they go back I think they go to Cam Talbot with their backs against the wall. They're gonna go to Talbot. I think they stick with with him because they have if they didn't switch after game one and they've made it very clear that the flower is their their guy. And Dean again said last night the goals weren't his fault. Across the board, he said the goals. Were that's kind of the right? Kirk. That's kind of the Kirk Cousins thing, though. Well, I mean, it's not his right, fault. But, well, it's, but, it's not about fault. It's about are you stealing me, a game? I would personally be open to the switch, but if your question, Whisper, is do you think that Dean is going to make that change? I think no. I'd be open to it, and I would consider it long and hard. But I think he's going to stick with Mark Andre Fleur. The Whisper agrees. He does feel like Mark Andre Fleur that they've they've kind of they're kind of pot committed at this point. They've already played him for all of the games in the series. His, he needs to calm down on the rebounds a little bit. The whisperer feels like that's, it, him, yeah. that's who he it's is. It's just a little too much. It's a little too much. It's just, just just calm it down. You know, bring it from like a like an eight out of ten down to like a six. Okay. All right. The next observation: Don't stand on the tracks when the Felino train is coming through. <laughs> One of the highlights last night, and you could also argue that like, you know, maybe there were some opportunities for his line to do more damage offensively, but. He was credited with 10 hits in that game last night, five in the first period. He was just laying the wood to Blues players. Great and time. also, 
on that first power play, he subbed in for Erickson Eck and set a brilliant screen, just uh, just standing right in front of the crease, and uh, and he essentially opens up a wider lane for that Caprice uh, off goal to go through. So Felino was laying the lumber last night and and doing his job, setting a tone. It just well, just didn't work enough, I guess. He destroyed guys. First two periods, I loved it. He absolutely, and I, I thought it was clean, too. He destroyed guys. Open ice hits, just crunched guys. Yeah, he was he he was the only player, I thought, uh, at least in the first two periods, that beyond uh, Kaprizov absolutely stood out. Like, you, you noticed him. It was fun to watch. And I'll ask the question again. I don't know where all of this went in the third period. How do you dis- how does this team disappear? I'm really not pleased about this. He was the second most noticeable uh-huh. player on the ice not named Kirill last night, easily. I mean, yeah. he was he was knocking skulls. He he was laying the wood as the hockey whisperer so elegantly pointed it. Uh he he had a great game, but need more. You need more than Marcus Felino to be your second best player. And I I think Felino's a very important player to this team and especially off the ice, but you, Marcus Felino at the end of the day probably shouldn't be your second best player on the ice. Yeah. Okay, observation number three is is another sort of pontification here. Uh, the Hockey Whisperer is wondering about the first two Tarasenko goals in the third period. Okay, the first one, losing sight of him and allowing him to creep up within about 10 feet of the front of the net. I don't know how, you can't really blame Marc-Andre Fleury for not stopping that shot. It was just, you know, when you allow a point-blank shot from behind, a pass from behind the net to one of the best players in the NHL, it's not going to end well. The second one, Tarasenko just found a slot, straight up beat Marc Andre Fleury. I guess the Whisperer is wondering what could have prevented those goals. I think the first one, can Greenway get a body quicker on Tarasenko? And the second one, I think you need your Hall of Fame goalie to just make a save in that spot. The Middle- second one. Yeah. Middleton, the first one's on Middleton. Middleton did not pick yeah, up the guy. I disagree with that. Buchnevich made a nice pass, and, and Jake got beat, but you can't allow Tarasenko to walk down the slot. Like, like we're losing sight of, of the fact that a forward has to pick up Tarasenko. If Buchnevich centers that puck and and Tarasenko's tied up, no one gets the puck. It just goes through the slot. So, like, I, I think that we are being far too, too hard on. Like, if one guy breaks down, that doesn't mean, and this is what pisses me off, doesn't mean the rest of the team has to break down, and they did. I mean, where Greenway's literally standing by the post. What the hell? And by the way, where's Jared Spurgeon? Jared Spurgeon's standing there, too. And Jared Spurgeon, to me, last night, shame on you. You're the captain of this damn team. Is that a rough And that's series? what you give us, a minus three. But, I mean, he's the captain. He's well He's very well compensated for his. Like, that. It, it ticks me off, though, that we're trying to blame a guy who, yes, he in the big scheme, he definitely got beat. He's definitely at fault. But the breakdown to me is far more on the back end of that play when, when I mean, Tarasenko, every piece of real estate whisperer in this series matters. And Tarasenko disappears for long periods of time. But you know what? It makes him more dangerous. He's the predator. He's the predator. you got to be on him constantly. And instead of that, they're like, oh, whatever. They, I mean, I, mean, I, am, I am livid about that play. That play, and you know what? Game, uh, game four. Goal three, Dumba. Dumba. Stupid play. Not when he got undressed by Cairo, when he gave the puck to O'Reilly. Like, this is this is literally telling your kids every, um, exactly what they can't do, and then they go do it. 
So, Dex, you, you, you see the play differently. I, I see. You see the play differently. Look, I, I know what Judd's trying to say. It's, it's honestly a trickle-down effect of someone's got to pick him up. But in my opinion, that's on Middleton. Like, I, I put the blame on Jake Middleton for him not picking up that man. On the second goal from Tarasenko, uh, as, as we talked with Royce, yeah, Fleury has a tendency. The, the two ways you beat Fleury are very simple. He's going to give up rebounds, so cash in on those, and then also shoot from far away. I know that sounds weird because typically goaltenders, you, you want to you put more pucks on high-danger areas, but he has a tendency to give up goals from further distances. And Tarasenko, when he is on, is legitimately one of the most dangerous, most dynamic players in hockey. He really is. The problem is he takes nights off all the time, but he's got a howitzer of his shot. But Flurry at the end of the day, has to make that, that second, the second goal that Tarasenko scored. Flurry has to make that save. I don't care who's shooting it; he's got to make it. I agree completely with that. And the thi- but but the thing about about flowers, this he came here. You know he gives up rebounds. Okay, mm-hmm. it's just like basketball. You're you have to put a body on a body constantly. Like you know, it's not like oh my god, all of a sudden he's giving up rebounds. He does this. This is sort of who he is. He makes a save. Hopefully, it goes to the corner. He directs it there, but sometimes he does not. Um, you have to pick up every player. Like, there is no room for, oh, I missed my guy, sorry. And look, when you go get him, the price to pay in the playoffs is you've got to work. You've, you've got to play the entire ice sheet. You've got to all get back, and you have to do your job. And they didn't last night. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Okay, final observation. And when the Hockey Whisperer says final observation, this might be his final ever observation. What? Because the Hockey Whisperer will retire from hockey observations if the Wild do not win game six. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Ultimatum. What What happened with Whisperer? He feels like this is destined to be a seven-game series. Okay. He feels like people need to get comfortable riding this emotional roller coaster. This was always destined to be a six or a seven game series. Here we are. It's game six. It happens to be flipped. Okay. They, they, the Wild have to win a road game, which they've already done, by the way, in impressive fashion. They've already won in St. Louis. So it's, not, it's not like, oh my God, what's happening here? Right. Kaprizov is playing some of the best hockey of any player in the NHL. Someone else is due to step up. The flower might be old. His eyesight might be waning on those shots from far away. But are there any other goalies, right? I mean, listen, I, the Flower is a first ballot Hall of Famer. All right? This is the type of game, backs against the wall, where you need someone like him. And the Hockey Whisperer just feels very, very strongly that this game will be won by the Wild, and we will come back to the XL Energy Center in Game 7. And if that does not happen... The hockey whisperer does not feel like his observations matter anymore. So, if, if, if they, the Wild do not win Game wow. Six, the hockey whisperer will retire from oh. hockey observations and predictions. I don't know if I'm on board with this whisperer. I don't know if I'm on board with. Sometimes you got. Sometimes you got to put your money where your mouth is in this business. Okay, that's right. Maya Mackey. Maya Mackey is outside. The whisperer is encouraging the hockey whisperer to put his career on the line. Well. Career versus I, the streak, I res- right here. Mm-hmm. I respect what you're doing, but I, I'm a little bit taken aback. Okay, this is your Shawn Michaels moment. You slap the Wild in the face, put him out, <laughs> put him out. Mackie is saying, put him out. Judd has no idea what 
I'm referencing. I no, I have right no now. idea. That's okay though. Yeah. I don't have to know. Keep bringing I, the late the late '90s wrestling yeah. references. The hockey <laughs> whisperer eats those up. I'm taken. I'm taken aback by this threat of the whisperer. To and he will make sure that this is officially notes. in. Write that down, which is coming up too. Oh, so he okay. will. He will go on the record just to make sure that it's all on the up and up above board right. here. Okay. That this was an on the record prediction. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Those are the hockey whispers. So rest easy. Gear up for Game Seven at the X. Rest easy. Okay. Start finding. You know. Go buy your tickets, whatever whatever needs to happen. The Wild will peel their backs off the wall, and they will win and force a Game 7. Well, Take it to the bank, hockey whisperer style. I, I just hope the 22 and 46 decide to um, decide to grace us with their presence in St. Louis. One one or both will. One or both will. Okay. All, right, All right, let's all right. let's take okay. a moment here. We've got an accountability session. Write that down, predictions. It's Mackie, Judd, Declan, hockey whisperer. Uh, yeah. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. The only show in America with cojones enough to put statistics next to our predictions, to put our careers and reputations on the line and pray that our bosses don't listen to this. It's write that down with Mackie and Judd, executive producer and batting average leader Declan. And we do this on two different shows. Every single one, the franchise last year expanded into football predictions on Purple Daily. This is the classic edition of Write That Down, where you can predict about literally anything. And here's how it works: three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you guys want to participate, like Nick is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app, and we'll get you scheduled at some point later on this summer. Uh, boys, a lot of stuff coming off the board here with with the Wild and Wolves regular seasons ending. We we all made some Wild related playoff game predictions and stuff. So there's quite a few things to go through here. Um, and I should mention, Declan, I'll throw it to you to talk about Aquaside. It's a partner that has jumped on board yep. with us here again at Score North. And uh, people ask, you know, what? how can I support the brand? How can I support what you guys are trying to build here at Score North? You can always help us the most by just supporting our advertising partners. And so Aquaside might be in your wheelhouse. Hey, if you know, if you got a cabin, you know, it's summertime, finally 90 degrees here in a couple days, and, and, and you're getting up to that cabin, you don't want weeds to overtake your lake or maybe your pond this summer, so call Aquaside, and they'll actually help you identify your weed problem, make sure your place looks great all summer long. They're a local company based in White Bear Lake, and they've been helping people maintain nice lake shores for over 60 years. They're registered with the EPA and the DNR. Again, they're in White Bear Lake. They're easy to order, and they normally ship the same day as well. Aquaside pellets are easy to use. It's a simple fan-over treatment area. They begin working. It's a very do-it-yourself topic, and, and you can do it, and they can give you the instructions on how to help clean out that lake shore for you. So go check them out, aquaside.com. Again, aquaside.com. Boom. Write this down. All right, let's get to the accountability session here. Let's start with Judd Zulgad. You had a few things come off the board here. A little bit of a mixed bag. I think in the end, you'll like your results this week. We'll start with the bad. You said Marcus Foligno will get into at least one fight in whatever. It was like game two or three. I can't remember what that was. That he would be a five-minute major. Game two. Did not happen. I think he's more effective when he's just laying the wood like he was last night. You don't need to fight to send a message. Do what you did last night to send a message within the parameters of the game. Uh, Hey, yes. 
You said Anthony Edwards will get at least one MVP vote next year. You might have been a year early on this. Oh, this is a bad beat. The next one. Bad. You said Chris. I mean, you said Chris Finch will get at least two votes for NBA Coach of the Year. He got four third place votes, but zero first place votes. Oh, okay. Disrespect. We should talk about that at some point. Zero? There's 100 votes. And Monty Williams got like 81 first place votes. See, I thought the third place vote would count, but I I didn't think it it had to be a first place vote. I thought a vote at all in any sort, but I think he only got... Let me find. I mean, maybe we're wrong here. I don't know. Let's see. Let me pull up the NBA.com story here. Well, no, I get your logic too, though. I, I'm saying I just thought when I, I made it that he, he would get votes. Period. He got third place votes, but I'm trying to pull this up here. I want to. I, I want to do right it. by you. I don't want you to feel like you're. Yeah. I think it's just an interpretational difference. I think it's just an interpretational difference, and I guess I understand where the committee is going with this so decision. He, so, so four really coaches me. got four coaches were got votes to be the coach of the year. Monty yeah. Williams, Taylor Jen- Monty Williams got eighty one. Taylor Jenkins got seventeen. Spolstra and uh, Ukoda each yep. got one. And that's how you interpreted it, which is which I'm fine with. Dex, what do you think here? So he got four third place votes, but he didn't get any first or second place votes. I mean, I think does. he had to get a vote for coach of the year. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I I think he had, he had, he need, would need to get the first place vote. Yeah, because they're not voting him coach of the year; they're voting him third place yeah. coach. You know, yeah. yeah. Like I said, yes. Okay, it's phrasing. Okay, it's fine. Phrasing. It, whatever it is, it should be whiteboard material for this team. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He actually finished one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He finished ninth in yeah. coach of the year voting. Are you serious? That's low. Ninth. They outperform their over-under by 12 wins. It's the yep. Timberwolves. Ninth? Are you kidding a, me? He should have got a couple first-place votes. Behind Nick Nurse, Jason Kidd, Ty Luke. Ty Luke. I mean, okay, I guess you lost Kawhi, whatever. Right. Now, well, do I think Ty Lue's a better coach than Chris Finch? Yes. So, oh. And he coaches the Clippers, and a lot more yeah. people see him. Anyhow, uh, you, you did say Kirill Kaprizov would score at least one goal in Game 2. Mm-hmm. And... This is a nice one here. You said Erickson Eck will score the first playoff goal for the Wild. It didn't happen until game two. But, but it, it happened. And it's a home it. run for Hell Judd yeah. Zolgat. Circle those bases, Ooh, dude. Stuff, nice job. That's a shot, too. All right. A couple of incorrect predictions from old Macadac here. This first one is ridiculous. Sorry, man. It was a wild parlay. I said they would win game two. Oh. They could priest off with tally at least two points. And Fiala would score at least a goal. Fiala? And all of those things were lined up, and then they took Fiala's goal incorrectly, <laughs> I might add, off the board and gave it to Kaprizov. Oh, How do you watch that play in front of the net and think that Fiala didn't poke that puck in? It's ridiculous. I explained. The goaltender poked the puck, and I think Fiala hit the puck when it was over the goal line, which means it's the Kaprizov's goal. I don't know. I don't know. Who so, who so poked the puck initially? It's ridiculous. So that should have been a home run, but here we are. It's the nature of the beast. Uh, JB Bickerstaff will win coach of the year. Chris Finch will be top three in voting. Bickerstaff finished fifth in coach of the year. Did not get a first place vote, even though he coached that Cleveland team out. They kind of faded down the stretch, though. That was kind of the problem. They absolutely did. All right, listeners, ex-Twins News said the Wild will start off 0-2 in the playoffs in the first round. Well, it was tied at one, so this parlay went out the window. And they'd rattle off six straight wins. 
Um, Chris Finch will finish. This is from Joe. Chris Finch will finish top three in coach of the year. And Ben said, no team with a first-year head coach. So Jags, Giants, Texans, Saints, Vikings will select a quarterback in the first round of the 2022 draft. Well, only the Steelers did. So work, ben. there you have it. That's good. Nice job. And then Declan, nice little week for Declan. Now, you did say the Wild would win the Central Division, so we had to take that off the board. However, you said the Wild would win by two goals or more in Game 2, which is kind of a parlor that they would win, and they would win by a lot. And so that is a home run. Unless Judd disagrees. I think that's a home run. No, it's fine. And then you said the Wild would score a power play goal before the Blues score a power play goal, starting with Game 2. I think they scored two power play goals right off. Right off the bat. So, so a nice week for Declan, who leads with a 466 batting average and nine home runs already on the season. Just a great start to the season for Declan. Judd also off to a good start. 418 with four home runs. Listeners, 345 with eight home runs off to a scorching start. I'm kind of meh, but you know, 323 with four home runs. We've definitely seen worse in last place than that before. Uh, all-time, Judd still leads with 223 all-time hits. Listeners lead with 27 all-time home runs. Declan is closing in on me and Judd with 17 home runs to our 19 all-time. All right, let's bring guest listener predictor Nick into the show here. You're still supporting. You got your Kirill shirt on. You haven't given up hope yet. Unlike Judd, I'm still with it. I'm down, Nick. I'm with it. I'm the sports dad's down. Very Judge, down on this Judge riding this roller coaster a little bit. Nick is more meditative in his approach as a fan, it sounds like. It was a so, tough night last night after yeah. the loss, but yeah, woke up, new mindset, ready to Love go. It. Love the maturity here. Love the maturity of I wish I was as mature Nick. as Nick. <laughs> I've only so, been through 21 sad years of sports, so oh, more to go. Oh, God, you've got <laughs> a sorry, lot friend. of heartbreak coming up. Fresh, Fresh-faced and ready for more heartbreak yep. is what's happening here. So, all right, what's your strategy here, Nick? Are you are you you looking for long balls? Are you looking for hits? What's your, what's your game um, plan? Try to get the listeners' batting average up. I got a couple solid doubles, I think, and uh, I got a Vikings home run, hopefully, here. Love it. All right, so we're going to start with Nick. Write this down. We'll go to Judd, over to Declan, and then back to me. Three trips around the room. Nick, why don't you lead us off? All right, write that down. Keeping up with my positivity for the wild here, I got wild in seven. Versus the St. Louis Blues. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. yes. All right. Nick, Nick and the Whisperer, maybe. <laughs> Write this down. Seeing well, the, the same thing. The Whisperer threatening to quit, retire. Not threatening. Very disturbing. Promising. Promising. Oh, boy. Uh, so so Nick is, is uh, hopeful, optimistic. And I feel like Nick's youthful pizzazz is being passed on to sports dad. So I just upped the ante. I just upped the ante on my first write that down from what would have been like a nice little hit to what will be a home run if it comes true. Kirill Kaprizov will score at least one goal in game six. And that's where this ended until Nick came on. But he also will score at least one goal in game seven. Oh, so he will score a goal guy, in game dude. six and game seven against the Blues. Wow. I am taking a page from Optimistic Nick and seeing if it can influence <laughs> me. I appreciate that. Optimistic Nick. Write this down. Trendsetter. All right, Dex. All right, my first wild prediction as well. Uh, I'm going to put this in writing. Write this down. Cam Talbot starts game six for the wild. Hmm. So Cam Talbot will start okay. game six yeah. for the wild. Write that down. 
if that happens and they win, then he starts game seven too, unless they yep. win like seven to five or something. No, he start if if he if starts and they win, he starts. He game starts seven. game seven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's it's it's a really big decision because you're Huge. you're effectively moving off Fleury until Talbot gives it back, which you know who knows if that continues into the second round. It's just it's a now that you've committed to five games of Fleury, it's a big big move. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Hockey Whisperer is going to go on the record here with his Hockey Whisperer guarantee. If the Wild don't win game six, and this isn't really the prediction. The prediction is the Wild will win game six. Oh, Write it down. The Wild will win game six. Okay. And if they don't win game six, the Hockey Whisperer will retire from observations and predictions. His career is no longer worthy if he is not correct in the vision that he is seeing here. All right, this was always meant to be a roller coaster series. It was never going to be a smooth sailing ride into a six-game win for the Wild. Yeah. You could even argue if the Wild were going to win the series, it was almost certainly going to go seven games anyways, just based on the, the flow of things. And so last night felt terrible. I get it. But the Hockey Whisperer sees a Game 7. No promises beyond that, but he sees a Game 7 at the Excel Energy Center. So, so just so I'm sure here. So, <laughs> the really Wild will win sure. Game 6. That's it. That's the prediction. Yeah. Okay. The wild win game six. Period. Okay, got it. And then, and then, if that doesn't happen, then you know, end of prediction. And then, if that doesn't happen, okay. the the hockey whisperer will retire from observations. Okay. And predictions. Okay. So it's actually two prong though, because if they if they That's... lose and the whisperer pops back up from the grave, raises up from the from the coffin. No, that I, that's off the record. Okay. You, you kind of you kind of made it sound like it was on the record. Yeah, and you did. That's you why ju- did, that's why yeah. I was asking. Now Judd's saying the same yeah, thing. Dex, so so Dex I think you you know confused. you were being a little yeah, confusing. Being a little confusing. Like okay, the prediction just to be clear is the it's Wild not. will win Game Six. End okay. of prediction. All right. Okay. Got it. And then off the record, if they don't yeah, win Game Six, the Hockey Whisper will retire from observations and predictions. Thank you, Judd. Okay, appreciate it. Write this down. No problem, sports son. Okay, back to Nick. Alrighty. I've been waiting for Royce Lewis to make his appearance in the big leagues, and I've been enjoying watching him play uh, at Carlos Correa's expense. But write this down. By next week's, write that down. Royce Lewis led his first big league home run. Yeah. He's got that smooth swing. I like it. Now, he uh, he looked a little rough last night, like most players will, against Justin Verlander. But you know, come in, and he had three hits and ten at-bats, a little infield single for one of them. I like it. Write this down. It's amazing what, what takes place when you play good teams, huh? Write this down. Mark andre Fleury will start game six. Okay. Mark andre Fleury will start game six. And that is, again, not because I am dead set on that. I believe that Dino won't switch goaltenders. Mm-hmm. So. I love the I just don't the, want the, the fan base to think I'm predictions like, oh, on There's Jeff a lot of clashing. A lot of clashing going on. Write this down. Great. All right, Declan. You know what? And Mac, I need you to take your headphones off, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'll wave you back sure. on when uh, when it's time. Back sure. back. All right, so he's covering. All right, Judd, and even Nick here, because he's part of the prediction. Yeah, include Nick. Write this down. Mackie will rebrand the Hockey Whisperer into something else between now and the end of the year. <laughs> so he might he might retire the Hockey Whisperer term, but he will rebrand it as a new name or as a new thing. And the come back the on the show. Yes, end date of twenty twenty two. So like I, I love I love it and I agree with it. Okay. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. 
and it, and this could come off by next week, right? Like, because if he because if he comes yes. as a hockey whisperer, but, but if he brings a, it back like in training or like a, as, as a different name or a different thing, I want, I want the point. I'll put it as Mackie check with me by next week. But yeah, okay, love it. All right, Phil, it, you can come it. back in. Come back in, Phil. Come back in, Phil. Come back in, Phil. Come back in. You're good. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds okay. good to me. Huh? Well, I didn't hear the prediction, but looking forward to paying that one off. All right, write this down. <laughs> yes, you Second are. prediction. Write this down. Okay. And you will. Kevin F- <laughs> Kevin Fiala will score at least two goals in game six. Oh. Okay. Kevin Fiala will break out. He will join the party as part of this wild victory. That's off the record for this prediction. But Kevin Fiala will score at least two goals in game six. Mm-hmm. And then you'll feel great about Game 7 because now Fiala and Kaprizov have both joined the party, going back home. Well, so there you have it. Declan's guy. Validation. I love it. Six. I'd hope so. That's man. a home run prediction, I would assume. Yeah, it is. By the way. Definitely is. Two goals? Yeah. Two mm-hmm. goals, absolutely. All right. Back to Nick, your third and final prediction. All righty. I believe this should be a home run. It's a uh, Vikings parlay for the 22-23 season. Uh, so for the 22-23 season, the Vikings will finish above 500. They will win at least four divisional games. Off the record, they probably lose to the Packers and maybe the Lions in a Dan the Man takeover <laughs> game. Uh, Kirk Cousins passer rating over 100. Mm. And here's a big one. Justin Jefferson beats Randy Moss single season receiving yards record. Wow. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's a home run. That's a home run for <laughs> sure. Yeah, so you're, so you're yeah, four, four different things that are all very much questionable uh love it wow love the big swings here all right nick since you've got this platform here this life-changing moment here for you in front of the millions or thousands or dozens of score north listeners is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you here uh yeah i want to give a shout out to my parents for uh raising me in this horrendous sports uh state uh big shout out to you guys for having uh Good sports content every single day. Been listening for about two years now. Cool. And then quick shout out to uh, St. Cloud. Go Huskies. Go Huskies, my man. Hell yeah. After Declan's heart. (laughs) Good for you. Go Go red carpet. Go red carpet, right? You stay away from the red carpet. Yeah, the kids don't go to the red carpet, Judd. It's kind of the old person bar. Right now, I have some good time stumbling around there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like the guys looking to regain their college cred yeah. from the early 90s. Or go to this bar I'm saying or in the 90s, I used well, to Well, it's go got there. like four bars in it, too. So, like, it's got yeah, the martini great. lounge. It's got the Keller downstairs. It's got, like, the red room. It, it has, like, four bars in it. But I, I would yeah. say MCs, Nick, as you probably know, MCs is where it was at. I love MCs. If they ever close that place down, I'd be so sad. For the college kids now, it's the Pickled Loon and yep. Steel Wolf. They, they opened that, I think, when I was a junior, senior. Um, we didn't go. I didn't go there a whole lot, but I've heard now more people are are going there. So, indeed, I love it. Love it. Thank love a little for, little Saint Cloud State. Yeah, thank education. you for indulging with my bar education. That's awesome, awesome, yeah. Yeah. awesome man. Nick. Great job, yep. dude. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Thanks for having and me. Guest listener predictor Nick. And now let's talk about Duluth, Declan's <laughs> favorite town. God. Oh man. All right. Uh, back to Judd. Your third and final prediction. All right. My third and final prediction. Unfortunately, it's a Twins one, and it's not positive. But I think it's going to come true, so you can write this down. Kent Maeda will make a start for the Twins before Chris Paddock makes a, makes his next start. <laughs> That's a great prediction. I like that. Kent These idiots. Maeda, who's what coming off Tommy John, and I don't know that he is going to – I mean, maybe September for Kenta? 
I don't know. But my point is, Paddock, I think, is going to have the second TJ of his career. Um, I think he's going to be out until probably very late in the 2023 season, if then. So I, I've I've gone from loving this trade at first because you, you don't think that they're trading for a pitcher with damaged goods, right? But what were they doing? Well, so he's going to. Well, this isn't surprising. Doogie, Doogie defended it by saying that they got a pretty good prospect from the Padres as well. That they weren't going to bring Taylor back, which I, you know what, with with that one, I don't care. Like, okay, he's not going to to come back. He would have been a solid contributor in the bullpen this season. Yeah. So, like, just keep him. Like, if you're going to get a guy who's got who you know has a has a UCL problem, which they've knew, like it's not surprising. The guy took a shot uh, in September. So, I'm with you. I'm disappointed. It's just weird. Well, and, oh, and it's the second time and they've it's done team this. control too. I love that one. Well, they've got more team control left. Well, he'll He's be. Well, they, they have two years of team control. This year is one of them, right? Am I wrong on that? It's yeah, this no, year and next year. No, but and I don't care. Like he'll be rehabbing for half of next year. Right, but we get the. But we've already gotten the. Well, the, well, there's team control left. Yeah, team control is great when they're rehabbing. Well, and your arm is hanging. <laughs> you you by don't a get thread. it back. Like, like his arm is hanging by a thread. Yeah. It's this so weird. going to be a second TJ. The fact that I think what's frustrating is they've already done this in the year where they needed help the most on the pitching side. And their big move was Sam Dyson. Well, they brought Sergio Romo in, too. He was like their yes, sixth inning I, reliever. I agree completely. And they bring in Sam Dyson's their big move. And, oh, my God, he's got – oh, he's injured. We didn't know. Oh, he beats his cat. Oh, like yeah, do, some home, do some homework. But they knew – but, I mean, the paddock thing was reported. It was out there. For everyone to see, I am not a fan of ever trading for a pitcher with a UCL problem who didn't have the surgery yep. and is like, I'm rehabbing it. It's weird. Yeah, I, we, Someone needs to do a compilation of, okay, it's a partially torn or a sprained UCL. I'm going to go the non-rehab route. And how? what's the average amount of time until you actually do need surgery? Does anyone ever pitch eight more years without any issues? I'm sure there's some examples, but just ridiculous. Write this down. Anyhow, Declan. All right, my final prediction. I have a Twins one as well. Write this down. The Twins will move Gio Urshela by the MLB trade deadline. So here's my logic on this one. So they have a bunch of random utility guys already, right? Like they have Arise, they have Polanco, they have Royce Lewis. They have a lot of guys that can play a lot of positions, but I think Urshel, in my opinion, is the most expendable. Now, he doesn't bring you the highest of returns of, like, if you were to trade a Royce Lewis or even trade a Louis Arise, but I think he's the most expendable of those guys and not a guy like the Twins are committed to keeping. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if they ended up moving him to make way for Luis Arise to play every day, Royce Lewis to play every day. So that's my logic. So write this down. The Twins will move Gio Urshela by the MLB trade deadline. Yeah, they they definitely have. If everyone's healthy, they have kind of a weird good problem in the logjam here. Yeah, guys aren't healthy ever, my, uh, or they're just taking maintenance days. And also, I'm I'm sick of his walk up song. I'd, I'd like it to I'd like to stop hearing it when I go to baseball games. All the I time. saw people singing with it on Sunday. Oh my god, it's, I, they were singing with. It. I don't want to hear hymns at at baseball games. I want I want to hear a good walk up song. I went on my rant like a month ago. I don't need to hear that. Mine very passionate personally would would be. Morning is Broken by Cat Stevens. 
Morning has broken. No, I don't think anyone knows like, that no song. Judd, no one wants to hear Cat Stevens at the baseball I'm, game. I'm jo- Dude, I'm, I'm the, joking. I'm with Dex here. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's no, about... No, I'm totally joking about that. Okay. I, I would have something far more upbeat than that. It's about <laughs> karaoke. It's the karaoke philosophy. You are yeah. there to entertain an audience. You are not there to self-serve your weird, obscure songs, okay? No one cares about how oh, well you can sing. All right. I don't disagree with you. My third and final prediction. I'm. I'm. I just want more home runs here. I just. I, f- I feel like my game is honed when I'm swinging for the fences on write that down. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Sometimes I get in these modes of like, oh, I got to raise my batting average. I don't give a rip about batting average. I just want to hit bombs. I do both. So, yeah. Joel Embiid was awful last night in a game five blowout loss. He got smacked in the face again and was <laughs> writhing in pain on the ground. It was really bad. So write this down. Joel Embiid's going to bounce back with at least 30 points, a double-double, and a Sixers win in a must-win game six. Mm. Okay. 30 you're points, double-double. You're going to see the Dark Knight himself. I love that Batman mask that he's got on. That. Yeah. So Heat and Suns won last night, is that correct? Yeah. Yep, the Suns looked excellent. Chris Paul's kind of been fading here the last three games, like he did last year. So they're trying to drag Chris, 37-year-old Chris, Chris Paul, Paul to the curse. The curse, The curse of Chris Paul. Yep. Stu Gatz is right. All right, boys. There you have it. Write, this down. Write that down. Predictions presented in part by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around. You know, speaking of predictions, they can. You know, they've been around for a hundred years. They can kind of foresee risks on the horizon at this point with all their experience, and they're here to help navigate and guide your business to newer heights through risk management tools, resources. You can find out more about Federated at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Write this down. All right. On the record, there it is. You might, you may have just consumed the final Hockey Whisperer observation. That is so sad if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Well, pressure's on, boys. Let's go. Let's go that get one. So Bring it back home to the X. that's the case. All right. Bring it back home. Okay. All right. All right. That's a wrap. Mackie and Judd. Tomorrow, Reckless Speculation Thursday. Our friend Doogie. And priming the pump for the NFL schedule release and game six, Judd's Hockey Show event line. See you guys.